Welcome to the Empowering the Light podcast. Woot woot! I'm Lily Augustine, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist, and this podcast is all things love and light, empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. I cannot wait for you to dive into this next episode, and I honor the light that you are spreading in this world. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing our presence, sharing our energy, and just listening. This is my officially, my official first podcast, and I am so excited, yes, (laughs) (laughs) to be sharing it with all of you. This has been many months in the working, and then a few days ago, I woke up and was like, now is the time to put this into action, and I knew right away that I wanted Cass O'Neill to be the first guest on my show, and I was so happy when she said yes. So we are launching this podcast with Cass, who is a woman on a mission to ignite the authentic light in everyone and to empower everyone in a life for themselves and um, so and not for other people so that they can feel empowered in their own power and their own light. And she has a bag of magic tricks up her sleeve, but she's mm-hmm. not limited to those. And that's what I think that's one of the things that really draw me to you actually, Cass, is like I followed Mm. your page and you just had so much bright light. Um, Mm. And I actually, I remember the first thing that was like made me really know who you were is I went to your website and I like saw your website and like from your Instagram page, I was like following you and I was like, I want to know more about this girl. Um, And I went to your website and I just felt like it radiated your energy. And like, I knew right away from looking at your website like I could feel your light and your energy and it inspired me to like redo my website. <laughs> cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I'm receiving that. Yes. I love that. But yeah, so without any further ado, here's <laughs> Cass. Um, I wanted to start this off just following you on Instagram, seeing all your posts recently, seeing this light really radiate out of you and light up right now with everything that's happening in the world. Mm. I wanted to ask you what is it that's really coming up for you right now in this time of coronavirus and COVID-19 and is this time of this global activation around us? What has been coming up for you? Mm, good question. Yeah, and I love that um, we are all having the same conversation. You know, we're all around the same table. And so it's, it's amazing to just start to understand and hear other people's stories and um, find a little piece of that, of someone else's story in our, in our own there's been a lot of a lot of things that have been coming up, but I think what wants to be shared right now is that it almost feels like I've been on two different skis, and one ski is the ski that just wants to be and just wants to slow down and just wants to fully enjoy cooking every meal and bringing beauty into my room with flowers and intentionally brushing my teeth and finding just the presence and the slow rhythm of living life and just simply being and recognizing how much slower I can be. And in that, on that ski, life is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping back into my sacred why. Like even why do I go to coffee shops and who am I and what mission am I on and what do I value? And kind of as you slow down or as I've slowed down, I'll speak on behalf of myself, you start, I start to really question my foundation and, and, give myself the permission to rewrite it and not necessarily rewrite, but it's almost refocus and, and understand what it is that I'm really about. And, um, 
the other ski is the ski that wants to create and wants to 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 put all this energy out in the world it wants to talk it wants to make money you know and it wants to um to make money from the lens of making money for me means i'm in service and if i'm not bringing money in that means i'm not quote in service in the world um so it's this balance of being inward on one ski and wanting to just fully embrace that and the other ski wants to like express and be out um and it feels like it's been more of the the ski that wants to go inward that's been showing up and then that little voice in my head has been the other ski that's like but Cass like you should probably like get some clients and Cass you should um but it's really given me permission to recognize that I can take a huge sacred pause and and decide really what I want and and really what actually wants to come through me in this world you know and just because I've been doing things and just because I've been coaching doesn't mean that I should always be coaching I'm like taking a full pause. And, you know, one of the things, Lilia, that's like coming through for me is that I'm, I'm like, please just tell me what to do in the world. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm taking this huge sacred pause. I'm listening, but give me an answer. Like, should I do a retreat? Should I, you know? And so actually having the patience to, to slow the fuck down and know that it will come and just getting back into my body and um, the frequency of presence now. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, and I've totally been feeling the same way. I feel like everything that happened last week, I took like a huge, like turning in week where I was really trying to reactivate what my mission is, what my service is. Um, so I totally understand that feeling. And I think that right now with everything that's happening in the world with COVID-19, it's a beautiful time to be turning in and to like re start like recreating or reinventing those structures in our life now is like our permission um and it's the time that we can do that and be like how do we actually want to live so that we can be of our highest service and i i totally know what you mean with offerings too with like trying to figure out what is the right offering for you right now i have been contemplating that for the past two weeks as well trying to be like is the right thing for me to do like a long three month coaching program? Or do I want to just do these like grounding meditation sessions that feel so amazing in the moment? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that having that balance of like that turning in along with that being of service and that abundance is such a beautiful and amazing balance. And like you said, we can't do one without the other. Yeah. Really bring manifest that abundance without, turning in and finding what we want and what we want to set intentions for and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's, you, you, yeah, you, you hit on it. And I, it's, it's been so funny because I was, I've been learning so much from like my actual present moment, you know? So I was cutting, I had watermelons and mangoes and this melon out in, in my kitchen and I was cutting them to put them in mason jars, to put them in the fridge so that I could actually eat them and enjoy them. And I was like, wow, this is so symbolic for my life. Like, I feel like I have so many offerings. You know, that's the watermelon on the countertop. That's the mango. I have so many things unlocked, but I haven't figured out the container in which to put them in that can be shared with the world. And so if you think about, you know, I have all these doors that have opened, like I I can do X, Y, and Z and D and E and F and, you know, but if I'm not actually putting them in a container that's accessible, then no one's buying them no one's taking them because it just looks like some old piece of fruit on the counter and so yeah and so that then this container starts with why am I here and who am I and what am I all about and giving ourselves permission and time and space to 
figure out that container and let it shift and change and move and have patience um, in the process of figuring that out. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. By the way, when you like really figure out that container, it's going to be fire (laughs) with with all of your gifts put together that like, that is going to be such a beautiful and amazing service and container. And I think that I just want to reiterate what you said with having that container be able to shift and move and grow with time. And as we grow and as we uh, lean into more of our gifts and lean into like more of our offerings and how that let's bring them all together for anyone who's listening, knowing that that moving in and out of how everything looks in our life is so Mm. connected to that like divine feminine flow Mm. that we all need in our lives and which our society doesn't always, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Doesn't always like, (laughs) Yeah. for lack of better words, that our society doesn't always support, but that that ever-changing container is so powerful. And I find myself dropping into like the mindset too that everything needs to be exactly the same or exactly how I said it was going to be mm. and if it's and I find myself being like okay four months from now this is what I want this to look like but like four months from now it's going to be shifted so much as I yeah. grow as the world grows as everyone around me needs something different that container in itself is so powerful no matter what it looks like as we shift right. through it and yeah. I think that watching that shift is going to be so beautiful with whatever container you decide to put out in the world. Thank you. Yeah. And what I hear in what you're saying too is it's, I mean, if anything we're learning right now too, is that we don't, we have no fucking clue what tomorrow is going to bring. Right. So it's literally dropped us deep into this present moment. And I've never been a person who sets these big goals. I, I have these visions and I have these downloads that come through of images of seeing me on stages or seeing me with my three kids or whatever. Right. Um, and you know, I've, I've had the visions of seeing me in the world that I'm in now where I'm just this entrepreneur out in the world working. I hate the phrase working for herself. I'm working for a vision bigger than myself, but, um, I might, I'm part of my own entity in a way. Um, but yet, you know, looking forward, it's, it's, letting those goals and letting those containers be an anchor for something we work for or work towards, but then actually being so dropped into the present moment that recognizing that that might shift and listening to the nuances of our intuition and the dance that is guiding us in other places. And it's not lost, right? Like if I had a goal to run a marathon, for example, and, um, I realized like on my marathon training journey, I actually met my husband, for example, this isn't true. I'm totally single, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm ready for my man. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) Just kidding. But, um, you know, just like that, actually then there's nothing lost there. It, it, maybe I didn't run the marathon, but I met someone that led me to something else. And this is the magic adventure of letting life be a mystery to us and still having a grounded nature to do it from. Oh, I love that. And of just like walking that journey and walking that path. Has there been anything like in your past that has like been that like beautiful coincidence of like your intuition led you to this thing and then that led you to this thing and this thing and this thing. It just like flowed from that first step of following your intuition and following that path and that changing, ever changing presence. Mm, Yeah. Beautiful question. And it's funny. I, I was, I, I woke up this morning and I got the hit. The, the message was go to the beach. And I was like, okay. You know, I live up in Topanga in the mountains. And so I um, went to the beach and ended up meeting this man. And we spent the whole day together. And one of the questions, so, you know, total flow state, but listening to my intuition and who knows what will come from that. 
um, I had a lot of insights, but one of the questions he asked me was, do you think of life as this linear experience or is there some experience that you've had in your life that you think of life before that thing and then life after that thing? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was when I was 23 and I bought a one-way ticket to Australia. And I think back to how synchronistic it was to get to that point. And even something so subtle, I was living in Seattle at the time and I never really went out. And I just was, I got the download to go out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out. And I stayed out. And then it was, I was walking from the bar back to my car and I ran into my best friend from growing up. And in the conversation, she was like, I'm moving to Australia in the fall. Would you want to come? And I was like, fuck yes, yes, yes. You know, and there's so many other little nuanced moments that led me to that moment. And that moment changed it all for me, you know, when going to one way to Australia and taking off all of my clothes and getting fully raw naked with my heart and my truth and the connection of all humans. And yeah, I love looking back at all the little dots that got me there. And that, that trail has continued on to getting me and landing me here where I am now and meeting the guy today and all these little, they're tiny little moments and it's a tiny little whisper of a voice and it will keep coming back. But if we don't listen, it's going to, I don't know, it's going to find some way for us to hear it. Oh yeah. And really loudly too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's, your intuition has a way that um, really sticks whatever it is in your face when you don't listen to it. Exactly. Um, I love what you said with that like one moment or like that one turning point where you think of like the before and after. And mm -hmm. as soon as you said that, I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have had those two. Like I've had that like one moment. And for me, um, I guess it was like the first moment was deciding that I wanted to be a professional dancer um, and moving away yeah. from home to pursue that. And then the second moment was deciding that that wasn't the world I wanted to be in. And as soon as I decided that, like everything like shifted. Then I was like left my whole identity was stripped. I'd only known movement and dance in the past. And I was like, who am I when I don't have this? Like, what is that? Um, and when it's like a huge depression, it was like, I don't know who I am. I guess now's the time to go to college and figure that out. And that kind of shifted everything that made me find art, which made me find how to express mm. myself in my voice and learning about menstruation and understanding menstruation, and talking to hundreds of, hundreds of people around it. And it's so beautiful to think about how those dots have connected in our lives Yeah, and just right? like led us exactly where we're supposed to be, which is yeah. so There's, amazing. Truly. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually such a, it's, it is like a unfolding miracle. And yeah. there's a quote that says everything is progression to what fits. And I always viewed it through the lens of relationships. Like, okay. I dated this guy and he had these qualities and not these qualities. The next guy was a little bit more of a fit, but still not quite. And then the next guy, right? But then you think about it in any form of life, any avenue, everything is progression to what fits. You needed to dance in order to figure out you didn't want to dance. And that then led you to X, Y, and Z. And yeah. And, and I feel like it gets more and more and more specific, right? Like yeah. just even hearing the trickle down of your journey, I had this image of it being big and then getting smaller, but Oh, when, yeah. you, when it's smaller and we can be more focused in that one lane, it's so much more powerful. Oh yeah. I loved, I love that phrase that yeah. Mm. Progression until it fits. I, and that like made me think like, what was, what was your journey then finding mm. like this realm of like spirituality and of 
of your gifts and channeling and numerology and Reiki and all of these beautiful things. How did, how did that come about? Like, what were the little drops that led you there? Was it going to Australia? Was that the first of it or had it started prior? Yeah, it was going to Australia. So let's see if I can do it in like droplets. So yeah, buying one way ticket to Australia, which opened up my door to actually that was, and it was funny, I asked the guy at the beach, I said, what would you name your first book? And what would you name your second book? And he asked me the same question. And for me, my first book of life was living life for them. And then the second book of life that I'm in now is living life for me. So Australia was the, the catalyst and the bridge between those. Um, and so I started living life for me. And in, in that, I started to recognize how much of a victim I was in my life and how much I witnessed life happening at me. And I was at the effect of all the things around me. And I had to go to college. I had to get a corporate job. And I, yeah, just a lot of deeper, darker energies that I was with. And so Australia, then I, I actually, after, you know, I was Australia, Southeast Asia and India for a year and a half, just backpacking, just, you know, out there in the world. But I still had this taste of rebel and there's nothing wrong with the rebel, but it's all about where you're coming from. And I was coming from a wounded place instead of a sacred place. And, um, mine was a big F you to the world, middle finger to the world. Like, like, you know, fuck the system. I think I've said fuck three times already, but <laughs> I just like, I just love that word, I guess today. Um, but yeah, like going against the system and going against the matrix and all these sorts of um, energies. And then I moved to Philly after I got back from traveling. And in Philly, I went back into the corporate world. I was an HR director for hotels and restaurants. I went to hospitality school at Cornell. So I was like in that world. And it was interesting being in Philly because I was trying to emulate the, uh, the energy of travel travel is a, it's like a drug. So you're always meeting new people, seeing new things, doing new things. When you land in one place for four years and there's an experience of, for me, I was trying to latch on to energies that felt like travel. Mm -hmm. So I was constantly filling myself up and making myself, I was always busy. I always had something to do. There was never time to be with myself because when I was sitting with myself, I was sad and I didn't know how to be with that. And I was angry and I was all those things. And I started practicing yoga when I was in Philly and I always believe there's a point in people's journey when someone outside of yourself sees your power and sees something for you and reflects it back to you when you're ready to like hear it. And the studio manager at the, at the yoga studio I practiced at, she was like, Cass, you are supposed to be a yoga teacher. And I was like, no fucking way. You know, <laughs> like I'll do teacher training maybe just to deepen my practice, but not to teach. I'm not going to teach, but I'll do it. You know? So I did teacher training and then that led me to my voice with then in teacher training, I also really learned to say no to people and no to things. And I had created so much space and I was able to hold myself through tears and through emptiness and, and discomfort and just sitting there. And I started developing my relationship with spirituality really then I feel like, you know, and journaling and meditating and, um, starting to to begin my journey of what my belief system was. And then from there, it just skyrocketed you know I, then I my energy shifted completely when you start saying no to lower frequencies and you hang on because there's a time period where you feel like you're totally alone and there's going to be no one else like you and you're not going to meet any people who are going to vibe with you hang on if you're listening and you're in that place hang on because it's just an energy shift it's an energy 
I don't know, you're coming back home to a higher frequency. And in that frequency, you literally magnetize your people. And so that's what happened to me. I started magnetizing people that were expanding me. I was expanding them and we were dancing in this spiritual world and met a life coach, started life coaching. And in the last year, really unlocked a lot of my spiritual gifts, you know, and and made coaching my own, learned how to do numerology, got Reiki master attuned and, you know, all these different things that, that were unlocked. And it's interesting now because something I said before about the power of having some focus point and this woman had a tattoo that I saw and it was an arrow and it's, but it was a feathery arrow. So it's one line. And then because you have that one line of focus, you're able to actually impact so many more people. And I'm in this dance right now of trying to figure out, I have so many things that I can offer and do offer, but what am I most excited about? And what is it that actually really lights me the, the hell up? And um, I think the, the evolution will always be, right? And it will always continue to come back to reinvention. And I'm just in the space of reinvention right now. Oh, I love that. That was so powerful. Um, and I feel like that reinvention and like all those tools that you have, all those magic tricks that you have in your bag, I feel like all of those are going to start showing up in different ways too. Like maybe not the traditional sense of here's all these different offerings. And like, I'm seeing right now, I'm like, I have feeling they're all just going to like come together, like in their own unique way. Like you're going to use them in a unique way. Um, which that like all of that is so powerful and something that really stuck out to me first and what you just said was first how the two books of like living Mm. life for them and life for you I think it's so beautiful how that's come into your mission to help people empower people to live a life for themselves and not Mm. for others and being able to teach people that is so important and so powerful and something we so need in our world right now and the other thing was being able to say no and being able to say no to lower frequency and frequencies and no to things that don't feel right. And this was something that helped me fall into like my personal power and light was being able to say no. Cause I never knew how to do that before. I was like, I need to do this all. I need to help everybody. I need to take all the opportunities. I need to build my resume. Like the only yes. way I'm going to get ahead is if I do every single thing that comes my way. And it like, it's like almost killed me. It was terrible. Like I couldn't handle it. I had a, panic attack after panic attack and emotional breakdowns to galoo in college trying to stay on top of doing it all and being it all and Mm. and it's so powerful to take that step back and be like I can say no like I have the power to say no to something that that I know is not going to serve me and I think that's just something for like anyone who's listening like know that you have the power to say no in your life to something that's Mm. not right for you and to, yeah. you, ha- you can structure your life in a way that you want to, which Amen. I think that a, a lot of people yeah. realize eventually, but getting to that place earlier on can be so helpful, being able to yeah. that power. And it's, it's so funny because I think back to my journey, it all began with saying yes, which then led me to have to say no, right? So it was like, I actually was saying no so much to life, but I was sitting back on the sidelines and I was judging all the people doing all the things I wanted to do. I'm like, oh, I can't believe she's traveling there. I can't believe, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm just judging and I'm saying no, I'm literally saying no. And I'm saying no, and I'm staying safe in my little comfort zone. So um, I think it's interesting. Everyone has a different 
relationship with when their no came, when their yes came, all these things. And so mine was first yes. And I actually wanted and actually started a business to say yes to life, right? Because that's how it all started for me. But then I came addicted to that and I was saying yes to everything. And my world was just like opening and opening and opening. And then when it was time to say no, and I could feel that frequency shift in my body, I still kept saying yes. That's when you know that it was dissonant. And that's when you know that it's not actually aligned for you. It's not working. And that's when I had to practice the no and flexing the no muscle. And now I practice both. And I would say I'm more partial to the yes still, but, um, but it's because the things that are popping up in my world now are resonant to me, you know, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. And it's just a no because the schedule doesn't work or I actually just feel like being alone or whatever. It's not no, because this actually doesn't align. And one thing I do want to say as well is I don't mean to say for those people listening, quote, lower frequency, like someone is lower than me. It's just. I believe everything is frequency, right? And so if I'm vibrating with someone and our frequencies are matching and we're illuminating each other and we're growing, then I want to stay connected to that. If I'm connected to a person or a frequency that I feel drained after I leave them or I don't feel enthused or lit up when I'm with them, then that's actually not serving my frequency field and that's lowering my field. It doesn't mean they're lower than me or lower than you. Um, and that's when, you know, it's time to choose something else. Right. So there's no hierarchy here. And I feel like this is one of the things that's coming up in our world now is that we're flattening this. There's no student teacher guru. We're all the students We're all the teachers we're all the gurus. Yes. Um, and yeah, we're just actually looking for energy resonance and not dissonance. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I feel like that energy goes so well, not just with people, but for like situations. Like, I feel like there's so much yes. energy and being able to say yes or no to like an obligation or a situation, whether it's like going to a party when your body's really telling you, you need to sleep or yeah. like, whether it's not what a lot of things like coming up are like doing things, doing activities, like being able to say no to lower frequency activities. And the only reason they're lower frequency is because your body or your mind, it's not meant for them at that time. Whereas it yes. might be like, it might be, the right frequency at a different time. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't always acknowledge is that like, sometimes you can be in this perfect energy to go and do it all. And this like kind of ties back to where you are in your menstrual cycle too. If you're a menstruator or an individual mm. in the womb, it's like, we have those phases where we're like the super high energy. We're on top of the world and we can do it all. And sometimes we get caught up in being that person being that woman and then when our energy starts falling down closer to menstruating when we're supposed to turn in when we're supposed to spend more time with ourselves sometimes we're not in the frequency anymore to go out and be social and go out and party or spend time with people and like you said there's there's no hierarchy of that yes or no it's two different frequencies and they're on the same plane it's just what frequency yeah. aligns with your body at what time and I think that that's so powerful how you pointed out that frequency with people. And mm. I was actually listening to one of your podcasts the other day where you were talking about that frequency and talking about um, as people move in and out of your life, how some people are meant to be there for the whole ride and some people are meant to be there just mm. for a short time. And I found that a really powerful podcast when I was listening to mm, Cool. Thanks. I, I, I kind of don't even remember which one that was. <laughs> <laughs> But it's cool what sticks with people. And I, that's the same with listeners out there who are listening now. Like there's something that 
you know, you listener will take from this that will be different than anyone else. And I think that's yeah. such a gift. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had to happen so many times when I'm like listening to people's podcasts or reading someone's post, like something will just hit me in that moment and I will remember it for a really long time. And yeah, I know that's something that someone else might just read over and listen over and the next thing is what gets them and what is what affects their life. And that's the beauty of yeah. having so many voices in the world is that there's a voice out there yeah. speaking directly to you at the right time. Yes. Finding that powerful. voice. Yeah. Yes. That is so powerful. And recognizing that the voice could literally be from the still tree across you, but the tree is speaking to you, you know, like yes. <laughs> the answers are literally everywhere around us. And we just, yeah. Are we listening? Are we listening? Are we listening? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. I love how you mentioned the tree and like connecting back to the earth and listening yeah. to everything the earth is trying to tell us right now, especially during COVID-19 when we're all turning inwards because we all have to be like isolated it's like the earth is calling out so loudly right now for us to return back to her and to spend time in nature I was actually um I was at the park with my partner the other day and there was this beautiful weeping willow cherry mm. or a weeping cherry tree it was so beautiful it was like light pink blossoms it was like weeping over oh. and it was so gorgeous it was like across the park and I like could just feel that tree speaking to me. And I was like, we need to go there. Like, that is our destination yes. on this walk today is that tree. Yes. And it's so powerful when you just tap into that and listen. And Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's one of the things I'm always curious about too. And I would love to hear your journey of just how you actually hear that wisdom. And was it a journey for you to allow yourself to hear the answer, hear the intuition? Because you know, even what you're saying about the fact that we're women and we have so many different cycles and even men, even though they don't have wombs, right? Like they're still right. feeling many different cycles yeah. and giving ourselves permission that every day we're going to feel many different things today. And I think during this time, it's a magnifying glass to that and it's extreme feelings, but this is basically how we are all the time. we experience all these feelings all the time. We're actually just not yeah. letting them happen as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then being so cued into the subtle nuances of how our body is speaking to us is actually our fucking superpower, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Super, superpower. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. different. Everyone's journey with it is different and everyone's yeah, relationship with how they listen and how they hear is also different. And I'm curious for you what your journey was for hearing your body's wisdom. Yes. Oh, I love that. I also like just listening to that. I, I like would love to hear what your journey was too <laughs> afterwards. But yeah, my um, I think there were a lot of different things that developed it throughout my life. I was a competitive rhythmic gymnast for eleven years, and then a ballet dancer. And throughout all of that, I had to be really in tuned with what my body was telling me. Um, especially injury wise, I got injured a lot, so I had to really make sure that I I could tell when an injury was coming I could tell when I needed to stop and I had to trust that to make sure mm -hmm. that I couldn't make sure I didn't make it worse um and there's so many people in like the competitive athletic field and in the dance world that don't create that barrier for themselves that will keep pushing their body until something gets an injury gets worse and for me it always felt really important to know that barrier and know when I needed to stop and keep my body safe so I think that that was 
the first kind of getting into my body, but then I stopped dancing and for like three years, I Ooh. wasn't moving and I kind of went cold turkey on my body and I didn't exercise at all. It was just like, it was too traumatic to have left that life and then yeah. like slowly have it integrated back in again. Um, and it was, wasn't until I started reconnecting my, with my menstrual cycle from a place of hating it. Whoa. <laughs> I reconnected back to my intuition after that and back into my body. Um, I have extreme period pain. Um, and as I don't have endometriosis as like from what I know, um, but my whole family has always had really bad period pain. And I like went through a phase where I hated my period and I hated myself on my period. I had crazy PMS mood swings. My body was, just felt like it was killing me. And I was like, why, like, why is this happening? And that's um, vocalizing, um, needing to be able to talk about that to people mm. is how I got into like the work of understanding my menstrual cycle. And then as I realized that there's more and more to your menstrual cycle than I was like, there has to be more to this than just pain. Like this, this couldn't have been what our bodies are trying to tell yeah. us this whole time. Um, I started doing more and more research. I started reading more and more. And it wasn't until I realized that you have this deep intuition when you're bleeding as a woman. Um, and as mm. like during this time, if you can be still and if you can listen to your body, it can be really magical. And as soon as I started doing that, as soon as I started allowing the pain to come on without taking a bunch of ibuprofen right away, but just sitting in that pain, I was able to reconnect to the fact that my body, when I wasn't working against it, when I was actually letting it do what it needed to do, it's like this pain would wash over me, but it almost felt like a cleanse and then mm -hmm. it would subside and then it would wash over and then it would subside and just observe coming from the perspective of observing that and from like a meditative standpoint um I was able to realize just how powerful our wombs are and our intuition when we just let them do what they need to do and that's when I started slowly tapping into all of this again and tapping into following my intuition how powerful that is and just realizing that like all the major decisions I've made in my life had come just because I had a feeling that it was the right thing to do yeah. And just acknowledging that and realizing how powerful that is. That's kind of what like woke, woke up the womb wisdom again. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I've always like all the major decisions I've made in my life has all have always just come from like a gut feeling. And then like the next day I would yeah. just do it. Like, yeah. Stop doing gymnastics because in a, in the moment I was like, you know what, this is not what I'm meant to do anymore. I'm meant to go dance. And then, wow. I, deciding that, you know, this is not what I'm supposed to do for dance. I'm going to go to college. Oh, wait. Now, yeah. like, art's feeling good. I'm going to try this. And yeah, now this is the right side. And now womb wisdom is feeling right. I'm going to follow this and see where it takes me. So looking yeah. back, I've always kind of fallen back on that. Um, but I really started tapping into, like, the intuition of my body through understanding my okay. period pain and working with wow. my menstrual cycle. Cool. There's so yeah. much pain and there's so much purpose in pain. Like we oh, can get yeah. so much out of it. Oh wow. yeah. 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 So if anyone's out there and listening and you have terrible period pain, or if you have any pain whatsoever, just listening to what it's trying to tell you can be so powerful. Yeah. It was actually, I had, I was feeling the pain coming on one day, um, a few months ago and I just acknowledged it. And I like put my hands on my womb and I said, I hear you. I know that you're in pain because I need to be resting. I was like cooking dinner at the time. 
I was like, in like five minutes, I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to take care of you and everything will be fine. And the pain subsided. It was like so amazing. Wow. Yeah. It was yeah. so crazy. Just like communicating with my body and being like, I know what you need. I can hear you calling out. I'm going to yeah. give that to you. Just hold on yeah. like two minutes so I can get there. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Powerful. And it's, it's so interesting. I was, something that came up for me as you were sharing was just the, the potency of hearing the intuition and the gut feeling and then acting on it. And yes. I think, you know, I was just recently out of a relationship that I was in for the last year that was off and on. And it was off and on because my intuition felt and knew my gut feeling was this is not long-term or like, this is not right. This isn't right. This isn't right. Mm -hmm. Yet somehow I could always find a way to stay. And I think about how you know, the body's malleable. Like the body literally goes anywhere we like walk it to. <laughs> but um, once in, and, and it's subtle things, right? Like once I didn't act on that gut feeling, I started to feel like tiny bits more lethargic and just a bit denser in my body. And, you know, these little cues that life is supposed to, yes, we're supposed to go through stuff. And yes, we learn through really walking into the tunnel of darkness and coming out and all these things. But there also can be ease and joy and it can be pleasurable alchemy that we use as we transmute these energies. And so it doesn't have to feel so hard all the time. And I feel like that's such a cue that you're not listening to your gut. Like it feels heavy and hard and you feel far away from the access point to ever, you know, being an entrepreneur, I'm just going to sit at this desk, even though my gut is telling me don't, don't be here, leave. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so it's the combination of, you know, making a plan then, right? How much money do I need to save before I do this? What, what do I actually need? What tools do I have? Getting it on paper. I feel like for so long I was sitting in my office just dreaming and listening to that gut feeling, like letting it have its moment, but being like, I don't know. I don't know how the hell I'm going to work out there in the world, not for someone, you know? Um, and so, yeah. And I just, there's so much courage in actually listening and making a plan. And I love this like communication, talking to our womb, talking to the intuition and having it be a conversation. Yes. Oh man. I love that. And I love how you're saying writing it down too. Like that's yeah. so powerful, powerful to put anything into action. Like that first step is getting it down on paper. And it, it's so funny you said that before I started like kind of getting into this whole realm of like manifesting and like saying my intentions and putting it out into the world. Um, my partner like would always tell me if you have an idea he would always be like write it down because that mm. means it's going to happen that means it's out in the world and I was always like oh yeah like that makes sense and I got it then I like understood what manifesting was which was like exactly that is like write it down put it into the world and then take those actionable steps that come to you mm. and that you need to do in order to get there and it's it's such a powerful practice to be able to do that which yeah yeah which kind of gets me to, okay, so what woke your intuition up? <laughs> what, 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 were the, what was that connecting steps to uh, that? Yeah, like what's, how did you start tapping into your intuition and into this calling and understanding it? To me, my intuition lives in my body. And it's, it's, it's this feeling of like, yes, in my body and resonance in my body. And, and in a way, the way the, that my mind can make sense of it is, okay, let's say you called me and asked me if I wanted to go to dinner. My intuition is like, yes. Okay, cool. Yes, great. And then my mind can actually imagine it and see it. I can see us having dinner together tonight, right? So it's yeah. almost like they're like buddies. 
but for me it's yeah I've always played sports my whole life very athletic very much so like in the body but um and I always was intuitive as a kid, but didn't know that I, that was what I was. You know, I, I could tell things were going on. I could feel energies. I could figure things out. And um, I feel like my life has been about getting my intuition back and understanding that it lives in my body and understanding what things I need to do in order to feel really clear on what voice is speaking and saying what. And for me, it's literally staying in my body. And every time I do yoga or sweat or move, I know that those messages coming through are like, deeply from my intuition and from my highest guidance. Um, and the times when I'm not moving and I'm not in my body and I'm out of it, that's when the, the stories that my mind take over cloud, cloud the vision. Um, and so, yeah, my intuition, it's just this body feeling and I love playing with it because I, I love driving and cruising and I'll just be like, tell me which way to go. And they'll be like, left. I'm like, okay, left. And I love like having a practice of letting it play with me, you know? Oh, I love <laughs> like, that. Okay. I've, back when I was at my job and um, a year and a half ago, I would, I knew that I was walking to work every day, but I'm like, you, I'm leaving you 30 minutes. You get to tell me which way you want to go. Cause I'll go a different way every day. And those sorts of little playful things to add in to allow yourself to practice with your intuition and that your intuition knows that you're listening. Oh, I love that. I love the driving thing. Now I kind of like want to yes. go out and do you that. You should go drive. See, now is the yeah, time. See where it takes me. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I love how you're saying getting into your body too, which I think is so important because we can live so much in our head. And I think that's happening so much right now with COVID-19 is we're living like so much up in our head and not enough in our body. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And it's like, as children, we understand that. Like we can feel that as children. And like you said, how you could feel that energy and that intuition as a child, even if you didn't know the name of it. Um, it was just making me remember. And I was like, oh yeah, like all of that felt so natural when I was younger. Like that's just like what it, that connection, that intuition just was, that's like built into all of us until I'd be like, our minds get in the way of it. <laughs> right. And then we get back into it. Yeah. 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 We have yeah. to go away from everything's carved out in duality. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And in this balance. So amazing. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, do you have any, anything else that's coming out? Any last words for our listeners today? The only thing I'm going to say, I got asked a question yesterday that blew my world open and it was, I'm, I'm co-collaborating for a, uh, doing a virtual retreat and two of the women I'm doing it with, we, we got on a call yesterday and I opened us up into meditation. And after the meditation, the woman goes, Cass, well, in 30 seconds, what's your zone of genius? And I was like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. It Ooh. just stirred me. And I was like, well, I think I'm here to ignite the light in people. And I've been contemplating it. It's been now 24 hours. And I, I posed this question to the listeners, right? Of like, what is your zone of genius? And um. It is a powerful avenue to play in. It's a playground. And I believe that there's certain questions you can ask yourself that unlock treasures for you. So what is your zone of genius out there, you listeners? And if you don't know yet, that's beautiful too, right? We're in the process of unlocking that and discovering that and recognizing that it can shift and it will shift and it will take different shapes. Um, and my zone of genius is to transmute any lick of victim consciousness into the most beautiful, tasteful, boundless expression of freedom. Um, and that's my zone of genius. And, and the byproduct of that is your light is ignited inside. And then there's ways in which we get there. 
yeah. So all of the things that I offer are under that umbrella and I understand that now. And now that I have that nugget, now that I have the understanding, everything can be organized a bit more. So ask yourselves questions out there in the world. Questions unlock everything. And um, just, yeah, wherever you are, meet yourself with such compassion and love and kindness. And I believe right now is a really big time to open our throats, to open our hearts, to open our expressions. So whatever wants to come through you, the world is not too saturated for your voice. You are here now for a reason. There aren't too many IGTVs out there. There aren't too many podcasts. Like, get your voice out. And yeah, we, we need you more than ever. Oh, that was so powerful. Like, every word that you just said there was so powerful. Yes. Oh, I love that. Now I want to, like, go yeah, think about that prompt, too. The yeah. zone of genius. Yes. And so Instagram post coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> out of genius. Exactly. I love that. That's so powerful. Thank mm. you. Thank yeah, you. Thank Kat, you so much. Thank you for your energy and your light and just beaming that light and that empowerment into the world is so needed and so powerful. And just being here virtually with you, like I can feel that. I can feel that through all your social media, through mm. all your podcasts. And it's such a beautiful presence to be in. So oh. thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you to anyone who's listening. Thank you for listening to our first official episode. Woo, woo. Yes. <laughs> so Thank many you. more to come. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. You are such yes. a natural conversationalist. So thank you for igniting so much in me. And thank you listeners for lending your time with us. Yes. And for sharing this present moment with us. And I will put all of Cass's information um in the notes for this podcast so you can go check her out and Cass what's the best way to um like what's the best media to find you on um you can check me out on my website cassoneil.com c-a-s-s-o-n-e-i-l-l.com or instagram at cassoneil and I try to respond to everything so um let's connect yeah and I'll put all that information in the show notes so you guys can find her oh okay awesome Thank you, everybody. I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Empowering the Light podcast. If you loved this episode, please share it so that we can spread this light and empowerment to more people. I also want to invite you to join my free Divine Feminine community. Within this community, you will receive exclusive content and updates via email. Be invited to my free virtual moon circles every month, which are so much fun, by the way. And you'll have access to our private Facebook group that is always being updated with more content and conversation. You can find the link to join on my website, liliageston.com, spelled L-I-L-I-A-G-E-S-T-S-O-N.com. I can't wait for you to listen to more episodes and would love to know what you want to hear next. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Lilia underscore Guestin or email me at lgestin at gmail.com so that we can bring you the content that inspires your true autonomy. Mm-hmm.